Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're back for another episode of Unsigned and Independent with old Kevin O'Connell, a.k.a. Kickoff Kevin. Who's the artist, Kevin? We got Royal Lynn in on this week. Royal Lynn sounds very regal. Yes, it's uh, Canadian. That's probably why it sounds regal. Exactly. Uh, Canadians are very nice. Once I was in Toronto and I was lost and I had my phone up and I was trying to find this place on a map and I thought I was about to be mugged. And the person was like, can I help you find your place? (laughs) And I was like, well, you might be the nicest mugger ever. They saw me struggling. And so Royal Lynn, tell me a little bit about Royal Lynn because I'm assuming Royal Lynn is a female. Yes. Okay. So tell me about her. So she's got this sound to her and this look to her called, that she calls, names it Punk Tree. And it's kind of like a hearty feel to it. It's got country lyrics, but a punk rock sound to it. And that's what drew me to her. She sounds awesome. Wow. Okay. Royal Lynn from Ontario, Canada, came to Nashville 2015. Does she play instrument? Like, is she a player too? Like, does she play and sing? Yeah. Yeah. Guitar, lead singer. She's got a great band. She's got a great look to her. And she's got a lot going on this year. Have you uh, ever sang? Have you ever been a singer? I have not. Are you a singer? Depends how many I, drinks we have. Well, I feel like no. you'd be the kind of guy to surprise us and be like, well, actually, I sang in you know, my high school choir. I mean, you did move all over Europe, right? Yeah, I've been to 14 countries over there. So it's like, like that's surprising. Like, you didn't you live there? Yeah, I lived there for three months in Spain and done a lot of traveling, but no, the whole instrument or singing never really dabbled in that. There's always a surprise for me. Well, Royal and Kevin talk about her first week in Nashville, how she met Blake Shelton, she was around all these major songwriters, didn't even realize what she was doing at the time. And does she talk about, because I know it's a thing where people that aren't from here are from here, her visa? Yeah, that was the most interesting thing to me that I found out. She has to have an O-1 visa. I don't want to say too much here. And she has to have somebody here basically sign her a waiver almost like she is actually performing here. She is actually playing here. I had to do that. To make sure she stays here. For Nikita. Nikita Carmen. 
because I brought her here from Australia to play with our band. Really? So the label did, then I did both. We had to make sure that she had like a sponsor or like, I mean, I had to do that. Yeah. So it's a, it's like they're her keeper. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if I'm staying forever. I don't know yeah. what's going on. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. She's performing at the pre-show tailgate party for Luke Holmes' stadium tour in July. And she thinks that everybody who moves to Nashville should have to play on Broadway for a year. You guys will talk about that. All right, there we go. Unsigned and independent. Here he is. Kick off Kevin with Royal Lynn. I want to dive right into your music, actually. Usually cool. I kind of start with a backstory, but this time I want to dive into your music because that's what drew me to you and your what you call punk tree. Is that correct? It is. Okay. It is. This is what I think of when I came across your Instagram page and I heard some of your music. I think of like a Hardy. <laughs> that's Hardy's got the Crow album. Half the album is the Crow and the Mockingbird. And that crow, that hardcore, but that's still country lyrics are twisted in there. Yes. So it doesn't sound something you would normally hear and be like, oh, this is country music. And it's got a twist to it. So I'm going to play a quick clip right here, six feet deep, and yes. we'll kind of get into it from there, okay? Love it. Now, what is punctry to you? Oh, so I grew up in the middle of nowhere on a farm. But my favorite, I loved country, but I was so drawn to punk artists. Like I was a huge fan of like Sum 41 and Simple Plan. My first concert was Sum 41 and Simple Plan. And I've always been so drawn to music like A Day to Remember, but I also grew up in the country lifestyle. So I was like, what if we had like a hybrid and we called it punk tree and like we have t-shirts now and hats and like, I just, I love the branding of it. It's, it's so special to me. And we have been compared to Hardy lately, which is like such an, such an honor. Oh my goodness. He's yeah. killing it. Yeah. Um, and I loved, I loved the Mockingbird and the Crow. It's such a good album, but the songwriting is there. And that's where the country genre really shines through is like being able to write these songs and they're written in such a country standpoint or like the, the formation of a country song versus like a rock song, which is, you know, exciting. So doing the two, I'm just like, punk tree is like, it's a movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're starting a new movement? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know. I, like I don't it. know. <laughs> I like it. Is it hard to combine the two? I mean, you've had years of work at it, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but is it hard to kind of find that good sound that you've been looking for? Yes. So I've had to work with a bunch of different uh, track guys and writers even who understand the rock world just as much as they understand the country world. So um, there are a lot of rights that I'm in where people are like, you know, a, a pop top liner, which is super exciting to me because then we're getting different melodies in our writing and, and the way that they say things. So I find it super interesting. I love the way that country music is going right now because it's opened such a door for alternative artists. And that being said, like Nickelback is a huge inspiration mm-hmm. of mine and and I, I love them so much. And to be able to do heavy riffs at the top, like I would have never known that we could do that until we started working with track guys. So it's been a whole new experience for me and finding like what I wanted to say and how I wanted to sound as an artist. Okay. It's unique. I'll say that. And and it's great. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing because you can go out there and you can hear it and you're like, wow, I've never heard something like this. And do you get that positive feedback from the fan base as a whole? For sure. I always said that I would love to have a concert where we have a mosh pit. (laughs) That would be incredible. (laughs) I think I've been involved in maybe one or two mosh pits in my life. It was at the Vans Warped Tour. I think I was like 13 years old. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I don't know if I should do that again because it gets a little crazy out there. It does. It was, uh, Pennywise, I want to say with a Pennywise Oh, my concert. goodness. Yeah. That would be so cool. So it was wild. But you talked about your upbringing and your first concert and the music that you listened to. Were any of your family into music growing up, playing music, or did that something that you 
grabbed on your own and, and took and ran with it? So no one in my family really did music per se. My mom has had horses my entire life. So we were always taught to ride. And my mom, like I was literally raised in a barn because my mom was always in the barn with the horses. And it was so incredible to be raised on, on like good country values and to be able to now sing about, you know, the country lifestyle. It's just, it's been such a huge part of my upbringing and, you know, the way that my songs sound. What about your parents? Are they supportive of your chasing the dream here in Nashville at all? Or is it something totally different from what they're used to? They've always been supportive. From the day that I dropped out of college and was like, I need to go to Nashville. And I packed my truck and I moved here. And I was just like, I'm just not taking like no for an answer. And, and you came from Ontario? Yep. All I, the way up. Now, where is it? I'm trying to think of obviously Canada, mm-hmm. but how far of a drive or flight is that from here, from Nashville? So to Nashville, it's really funny because it's only eight hours to the border and then I'm only like two hours over the border. I'm oh, from okay. a really small town in Southern Ontario. Okay. And yeah, no one in my family did music, but when I started like taking guitar lessons and wanting to like trade riding for, you know, my guitar, um, my parents were so, so, so supportive and drove me to all the lessons and went to all the awful singing competitions that I did. I would just like watch like Disney Channel because Disney, like Hannah Montana was a huge thing. Um, and to see like other kids be able to sing, I was like, oh, I want to do that so bad. I would beg my family to bring me to auditions in Toronto just to like have a chance to be one of the kids on one of those shows. Well, look at you now. From that, <laughs> now you're living in Nashville, living the dream, it's right? crazy. You said you dropped out of college. I did. In Ontario? Yes. Okay. So I went to U of O. Okay. And I went there for musical theater and I hated it. Really? Oh my God. I could not wait to like not be there anymore. Why did you hate it so much you think? I just don't think that school was something that I wanted to do and I I wasn't liking my program and it's not because of them. I think it was just something that my heart was just telling me that I wasn't supposed to be there. So I uh, I dropped out without telling anyone. <laughs> so it was like six months and what before. What year was this? Oh my, this was like end of year one. Like I literally only went for, oh, yeah, okay. it was bad. Okay. Um, but when I was like finally honest and I was like, I think I have to do the singing thing. And I didn't know that you could be paid to write songs. I had no idea. My 10 year old self writing these awful songs about love that I didn't know about yet. And like all of these things that are so like mature for a 10 year old. I was like, I think there's something I need to pursue. And I think that's Nashville. So I waited till I was 21 and then I you know, made, I think it's about a 10 hour drive mm-hmm. um, from here to there. And I was just like, I not from Ottawa, but from my hometown. And I was like, I think I just need to do this. So I packed up my car and I said, I'll give myself one week. And if nothing happens in that one week, I will move home. So obviously something happened. It was a crazy week. Um, I've actually never talked about this before, but um, first week in town, I forget, I forget the first uh, how I met him, but I was at Uh, Warner and I was watching Blake Sheldon play and I was up on the rooftop and Andrew Dorff came up to me and he was like hey like do you like this song and I was like yeah this is awesome he's like I wrote it and I was like I'm sure you did and he did it was so funny Um, really yeah and he would he would take me around you know I didn't know anybody so he was like inviting me to brunches with a bunch of people at his home and like you know just like super nice he was so nice to a girl who had no idea what this town was even you know the dreams that are here Mm -hmm. and did you have any idea I mean at that point you had no idea what this town really even was and you were just Kind of going with the flow and didn't really realize what you're even doing. I literally had no clue. (laughs) And I feel like I was almost put in those rooms too early because like 
you know, I was still getting to know how like how you could be at a publishing company and how people have like development deals. Like I was learning so much in that first week and uh, we were we got to go to Blackbird Studio and watch them cut songs that they had written over the past like two months. And it was like a, it was a whole thing. And we got to meet a lot of the artists that were there with them. Like um, this was kind of like when Old Dominion was just getting started. So Brad Terzi was in there and Laurie McKinnon and like all of these writers that I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm in front of like greatness right now. Yeah. And I'm like brand new to town and I feel like such a little like Martian. But it was so incredible. And then I got to go to Blake Sheldon's number one party. Uh, I think it was for Neon Lights and Sangria. I think they did a double one. And it was at Losers. And I'd never heard of this bar called Losers. <laughs> and Andrew was like, hey, do you want to meet Blake? And I was like, yeah, I'd, I would love to. And the fact that Blake took the time to just be like, what What do you want to do in town? Like, I know you're super new here. And I kind of was like, I think I want to write. But obviously, I'd never co-written before. So I was like, seriously, so green mm-hmm. in town. And he was like, hey, this town is really hard, just so you know. And I was like, I don't plan on taking no for an answer. And he's like, I really hope that I see you again. And I I haven't gotten to see him again. I know. I thought there was more coming. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. But it it is a huge part of why I'm still here Mm -hmm. is because this town has been hard. Mm -hmm. But I don't take no for an answer. That's good. That's the way you have to be. And what year was that, your first year, when you first moved here? That was 2015. 2015. Okay. So just like that, it's been, what, eight years? Yeah, it's been eight years. And think about your first year that you were here in 2015 and think about now in the first few months of 2023 already. I feel like it's going to be Christmas already again. But anyways, think about the first year there and then the first, you know, three or four months of this year and how much your mindset, what's the biggest difference you would think? I feel like a different person since like January, honestly, because we've had so much happen and I'm finally now being able to show who I want to be as an artist. And I think that we've really come into the motion of like, we know exactly what we're writing towards every single day that we get in the room. So it's been super interesting to be like, okay, this is working now. Whereas like maybe, I don't know, five years ago, you know, wasn't kind of the way to do things. And social media has really, really helped me. It's been a really good friend of mine. And I would not be here. Literally, I probably wouldn't even be here on this podcast if it weren't for social media. You wouldn't because it was Instagram how we connected. You connected with me Mm -hmm. and I checked out your stuff. And like I said in the beginning, it's the music that drew me to you in a different style, a different uh, type of music. And I was like, oh, I need to know more about this girl. So look at us. Here we are. Thank you. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not us. (laughs) What's uh, What's the biggest thing for social media? The TikTok for you? Instagram? kind of been a, a little bit of both. So uh, Runs in the Water was our release in January on Friday the 13th, because that's my lucky number. Mm-hmm. And it worked out, I guess. Um, and that song went on Instagram Reels. We had 8 million across Instagram Reels, where it, as it didn't go on TikTok. Whereas like Six Feet Deep went on TikTok overnight, it hit a million. And now it's at whatever it's at now. And then, then a week later, it went on Instagram. And then now it's at like 2.4 million, which is crazy. So like, it's kind of been a mix of both. But I make sure that like, I'm not just doing Instagram and TikTok. Like we're doing YouTube shorts, Facebook reels, Pinterest. We have a quarter of a million followers on Pinterest. It, what? Pinterest? <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. What made you shift to all this? Is it some? Did you meet somebody that's like, hey, this is what you should start doing? Or is there something that you kind of came across and you're like, I need to start doing more of this and Pinterest and TikTok and everything? Well, since since I'm from another country, I when I saw that TikTok was becoming a thing, I was like, I need to figure out how this works or I'm going to be left behind. 
and I refuse to be left behind. <laughs> so I was like, I need to figure out a way. And it took years of figuring out what worked and what didn't. And cover cover songs don't work for me. We've tried that. We've done it a million times. It doesn't work. Only original music works. And I find that so strange because it's like, well, does this mean we're supposed to do this? And like the people love it. And my biggest thing is getting people in seats when we go to shows. Mm-hmm. I want to see everybody, everybody who has ever liked one of my videos. I would love for them to come to the show. I would love people who didn't like the song to come to the show because I want to change their mind. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Have you ever played in front of less than 10 people? Yes. Multiple Empty times. bars. Oh, my God. Yes. I've always wondered what that's like because if I'm at a bar here in Nashville or wherever and... There's only a few people in there, and it's not like the band, it's nothing that the band did or didn't do, but it's just like, you know, you're there at that time of day or that time of night. I mean, what? I got what's going through your head while you're up there on the stage, and you're like, damn, we only got six people in here right now. This kind of sucks, but we got to keep doing what we're doing. What's going through your head? I feel like every show is a learning opportunity. So if there's even no one in that bar, I will put the same show on that I would if there were 10,000 people in the room. Interesting. Every single time. And what's the most that you've ever played in front of? Do you know off the top of your head? I think that it would have been recently or 
throughout any, my whole no, anytime, life. No, any time. At any point. So when I was 15, I, I did this thing. Um, I was a Hannah Montana like tribute band, um, <laughs> which is so funny. Uh, and it was it, it's the reason that I am doing what I am today, because I fell in love with the stage. But we got to play a Canada Day thing and there was 20,000 people there. Were you singing like her song, everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wore wow. the wig, man. Wow. So you were like a Miley number two up there? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. It was so much fun. And it's a huge part of, you know, my story. And I had stage fright. I was terrified to sing in front of people. I would. I started out with my like karaoke machine when I was a kid in my room. If my mom even walked up the stairs, I would turn it off and act like I wasn't doing karaoke. Like I was just so scared to sing in front of people growing up. And then you got in front of a big old crowd on the stage <laughs> For the first time, what was that like? Can you remember what, back then? So I probably would have been like, well, aside from talent shows, but I would stand there and the mic would shake because I'd be so scared. Um, I think that being in front of that many people, you, I wore a wig. I wasn't even myself. That's true. Okay. Right. So like even now, like I play bigger shows as Hannah than I can now as my <laughs> own name. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and where do you play at now here in Nashville? Do you have a regular spot or you kind of jump around a little bit? So I play down at Old Red. That's owned by Blake, okay. which is awesome. And the Opry and they're incredible. Um, so yeah, we play down there once a month. I have a residency and it's kind of just a time where anyone who's in town, you know, it's undeniable because you're playing to people from all over the world mm-hmm. um, in one spot too. And they take care of us. Um, Old Red is so good. It's probably the best bar I've played on Broadway. They take care of their musicians and it's all kind of like a showcase and we get to play original music and it's not so much the Broadway thing more, more so like we get to be a band mm-hmm. and we get to try out new songs. And if you guys come to that show, like we can play songs that we wouldn't play on the road that are original, which so, is so much fun. So there are some uh, bars downtown where you can kind of mix and match. Yep. It seems like most of them that you go to are covers and there's, yep. and there's nothing that band can really do about that, right? That's just sure. the way that the bar operates. And you said, I saw that you said everybody should play on Broadway for yes. at least a year when they move out here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Because it, it teaches you. It teaches you how to play to six people in a bar. teaches oh. you how to play to a packed bar. It shows you how to deal with drunk people <laughs> and <laughs> a like a lot of those yes there's a lot of those down there but you know what they all have great intention and i play during the day so i don't really get the nighttime crowd too much but i think it's a great learning curve you learn the ins and outs of being in a band how to run things what people are responding to what they're not responding to and usually after we get off stage like everybody wants a picture everybody wants something signed like it's so i love it because they come in not knowing who i am and they leave a fan Mm -hmm. which is like the most important thing to me are you by yourself when you talked about all this in your past your whole music career outside of your band like do you do all your management your bookings your everything yes what's that been like for you it has been a learning curve i i never knew how to manage anyone so managing myself like you kind of have to figure out how to do things booking we have a little bit of help here and there um and that has been helpful because I don't, you know, I I want to be able to be creative and uh, practice the songs and be with the band and like really hone in on being like an artist. And it's almost like not having enough hands or not having mm-hmm. enough hours in the day. I always say that. <laughs> there are not enough hours in the Never day. Never enough hours in the day. Um, and I like to write for other artists here in town. So I have to make sure that my schedule can allow the rights for other people along with what we're doing. Then there's content creation. Then there's content editing. And I'm, I don't think a lot of people realize how long it takes to edit yes. the videos that are up. And 
it it has gotten easier. You find the little tips and tricks. But yeah, the biggest thing has just been not having enough time to do everything. Have you thought about hiring a team or whether it's a manager or content team, anything like that before? Yeah, it has to be the right fit. I don't want a team just to have a team. And I want my team to believe in me more than I do. Mm -hmm. And that is really... That's, you know, that's a hard, hard thing to find. <laughs> it's a hard thing to find is someone who can champion you and be there and be preaching your name. And I just don't want to settle yet. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of great meetings, a lot of awesome people. And we just haven't pulled the trigger on management. What about any labels or anything? You had people come up to you say, hey, we're interested in you or meetings that you've had to turn down or actually in talks with in general. So I like to go to every meeting because okay. you never know what you know, what they're going to say. And yeah, we've had some awesome meetings and there's been a lot of people who love the punk tree thing. And every show, it kind of seems like we're having more and more industry people come on out. And I urged them to come to my live show because I was like, we can talk about numbers all day long, but come, come watch it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, you know, it'll spark <laughs> something. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure. So I think it was a year ago. It was right after kind of 2020. So probably 2021. I was like, we need to get the band together and we need to be able to get on the road like that if we were called. So uh, I got the band together. I have guys who I would like trust with my life on the road with me. And I bought a van. That's, nice. that's a new thing, but I bought a van. Congrats. And I'm really, really excited because um, we just want to tour. We want to, I want to play every small town all over America and just sing some songs. Do you have a, a spot in mind that you're like, I want to go play? Whether it's a big one, like, or like a Red Rocks is a popular oh, one, obviously. Yes. But you can't say Red Rocks. Anything uh, else? Other than, <laughs> other than, um, or a city, even just a city in general? A city in general. I really want to do stadiums. I know that we're we're far from stadiums, but I think I just want to be able to look out over the crowd and just see like a sea of people and be like, this is so cool. That would be awesome. Like, I I feel like I would be back to that 15 year old me, like the mic shaking as I'm singing. Cause I'd be like, is this real? Like someone pinch me. Right. But every opening slot that we've had, every, even shows that I play with just me and my guitar. Cause sometimes I'll go out and just do an acoustic run and it's so just meeting the people has just been such a special. They're like, your songs impact me. And I'm like, wow, what what a compliment. Like they have helped you through something in your life. And that means a lot to me because it's like I I thought I was writing these songs because I felt this way. But mm-hmm. it's like other people feel this way. Is that a goal for you when you're writing a song at all? Like I can relate to people. or Is it just something where it's like this is how I'm feeling? And then getting that feedback is almost like a reward you didn't even know was coming. For sure. It's definitely um, like that. I I want to be 100% authentically me. And if people relate to that, I love it. I'm super happy. Um, like Redneck Rockstar. Like people don't realize that I totally wrote that song. I love Nickelback. And I was like, if I ever get to be a rock star, I just don't feel like money is going to be something that I'm going to be like, I need more money. I need, I need this. Like, because to me, it's not about the money. It's about meeting the fans and playing the songs and doing what I'm supposed to do here on this earth in the very little time that I have here. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, 
I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's your favorite Nickelback song? Burn It to the Ground. <laughs> oh, my God. They're cu- they're coming to town to play, and I am so excited. Yeah, with uh, Brantley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be front row. So what do you say when people are, because it's always that whole, uh, you know, people are like, oh, Nickelback, and they're making fun of them. And I'm like, you know what? I low-key think everyone loves Nickelback. I don't care what you say <laughs> out in public. It's almost like a trolling thing now, which is fun yeah. to do. And do you ever have somebody say that, and you're like, whoa, 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 calm down. If you don't like Nickelback, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, right. That is what I say at all my shows. And we put so many references in Redneck Rockstar to their Rockstar song. And it Chad called me right now and was like, hey, like pack your suitcase. We're going out for like the next 65 days. I would be like, let's go pack in the van. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They'd show up on their buses and I'd be in like the Shamu van. Where Where is this van going to the first uh, stop? Do you know yet? Um, We still have a few dates that we haven't. It, it, so we're going on the road with Luke Combs uh, for the Philly show on his stadium, the world tour. Wait, let's talk into that. Wait, yes. I was going to so get sorry. into that, but let's so do sorry. it now. Let's do it now. No, you're fine. It's so soon. You're, I, that's awesome. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for that, but I'm like, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's do it now. We're in it. So Luke Combs. Yes. Get more into that in Philly stadium. So you are doing the stadium. I so Whiskey Jam is putting on this tailgate uh, with with Luke, and mm-hmm. I was super excited because I'm independent, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have a booking agent. Um, you know, we've we've met with a lot of them since uh, we actually got offered this show. But I remember the day that I got the call for for the Philly show, and Cappy, who is Luke Combs's manager, calls me and goes. Would you like to come on the road with us this summer? And I was like, on the 
on the road with like Luke and he was like what are you doing July 29th and I said that's my birthday oh no way and I said where are we going and he so he was like call me and I was actually on stage when I got this call which is so funny um what and every year for the past like four years I've spent my birthday on a stage of some sort and it's there's just no place I'd rather be than performing songs and singing and um with my band and I was like we will I will go anywhere in the country. You want to bring us on the UK? We will go anywhere, like mm-hmm. anywhere you want to go. So um, he called me and he's like, we're doing this tailgate thing. He goes, I know you're independent. And I really wanted to make sure that your name got thrown into the into the pile of people who could do this. And he was like, are you ready? And I was like, I am 110%. The boys are ready. Don't even need to call them. I know that they're good to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're headed on the road, Luke, Dang. which is crazy. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome. Good for them. Good old Whiskey Jam, too. They did that here at Nissan, right? Yes. Yeah, the old tailgate thing. Yeah. I, did, I did see that. That's good on them. That's it, awesome. It's incredible. Are you going to be more shaky then than you were as a little girl doing Hannah Montana? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to say, I, of course, I always get a little nervous before a show because, you know, I get so excited. That's mm-hmm. the thing is like, I'm like shaking because I'm ready to go. And the band, like, obviously we do something that's like a heavy country concept. So, like, I don't just stand there. Like, I am... I turn into like a different person, like an alter ego where I'm just like, I black out and I'm like, what just happened out there? And it's cool. Cause we like, you know, like the mosh pit thing, like mm-hmm. we want to make sure that everyone in the audience is having a good time. And if I got to go out there and just like, you know, preach, kick, kick some teeth in or what? Is that yeah. What you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Like headbang, you know, <laughs> I love it. do you have any pre-show routines? Like take a shot or do something with your band or anything like that? I cannot drink before a show. Not at all. Yeah. I go like, tone deaf i can't do it why so that's good why do you think <laughs> i don't know it's, it could be that way and not the other way yes exactly <laughs> if you're gonna be one way it should be not drinking but yes i think i just get nervous that like i will like forget something or something will go i just like i am like no drinks i have green tea i do my vocal warm-ups normally on a show day i try and stay like a you know quiet mm-hmm. i try not to like overuse my voice because the songs are high and being live, like, it's just such a different game. And I would hate it if someone bought a ticket to see my show and I had gone out and drank the night before. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is people's hard-earned money. And I want to make sure that they get the best show. So I need to be 100% myself. Yeah, that's good on you. Have you ever had a show where you had to cancel? Not yet. No, we've had. So I've played, you know, down on Broadway. I used to play five days a week um, when I first moved here. Because all I can do in this country is, like, sing and write. And it has to be... Um, I'm on an 01, so it has to be kind of like music oriented to be able to make money. So I couldn't do anything else. So I was singing five days a week. It was really hard on my voice. And a lot of people have voice issues after they play that many shows. And thankfully, we have not had to do that. Um, If I'm sick, that's kind of a different story. But I really try not to get sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't we all? (laughs) The allergies out here will get you. Yeah, it's true. What is an 01? So an 01 is in the... (laughs) I feel so weird saying this. In the eyes of the U.S. government, oh, wow. I have extraordinary talent. Oh. That is what the O one is. We got an extraordinary talent here on the Unsigned and Independent <laughs> Podcast. You heard it first. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never live that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't see if you're listening to this, but she is She is very red. <laughs> right this is great. This is awesome. It's just so funny. And not a lot of people get an O one without being signed. That's awesome. So, and Cappy, like... Oh my God, I like wouldn't even be here without him because he signed my visa and he helped, you know, he signed a testimonial letter because you kind of have to, you have to have shows booked for the next three years. Like it's pretty serious. Wow. And 
I'm pretty sure if you don't get it, like you get deported or something. I don't know. So I was like really nervous about it. And yeah, it worked out. And I, I like was over the moon the day I got the call that my visa was approved and I was good to go. And here we are. How long was that process? Took me about six, six or eight weeks to put it all together. So it has to be like that you have the itinerary and then you have two testimonial letters and you have um, all of your show posters, anything you've ever done, any accomplishments, things like that. And this was over a year ago. So I think I'm going on my second year right now. Um, and we're good for three years. Okay. So the visa I was on before that was only a year. So next year I wouldn't know if I would be here anymore. Dang. But and I never take no for an answer. So in two years, you said you had two years left or a year left. I should. Yeah, a year and a half. You for sure have a year say. plus. Yeah, plus. Okay. Yes. So after that, then do you have to work on another one? Yeah, it'll be kind of the same process if we have a publishing deal or a record deal or, you know, whatever happens in the next few years. Like that's kind of how we're going to route it from there. Interesting. So, so if you're listening to this, make sure she sticks around for longer than a year and a half, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You keep mentioning uh, Cappy here. Mm-hmm. He talked about he's Luke's manager, but who else, or what is he to you? He has just been a really good friend here in town. And I remember reaching out to him a long time ago, and I was like, hey, I would love to have you to a show. And and he, he came to my show. Like, this was 2020. And I was so blown away by his kindness and his character and just being able to chat and be like, hey, I I have nothing right now and I have nothing to offer except for my songs and my voice and like, you know, and he was just like, what what are your goals? What do you want to be in five years, 10 years? And he really opened my eyes to be like, if you want to write, you can still do that and you can do your artist stuff. And like he's got many artists on his roster that are that are writers on top of being artists as well, which I think is so exciting. And he was just so accepting and he wanted to help and, you know, just being able to bounce ideas off of him and be like, Hey, I have this coming up or this coming up. And he's just been such a champion and set up some things. And when he called about the Luke stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so grateful. Like you don't have to do that, but you did Mm -hmm. because you're kind and you're nice and you know, we're still independent. So He's just, he's just a great guy. Just genuinely wants to help you. Yes. That's great. Genuinely all, wants to help. We all need a Cappy in our life. Yeah. You know? I've got a few Cappies in my life yeah. that I'm very grateful for as well. He's so great. That's awesome. And outside of music, you know, we're going to wrap up here pretty quickly, but outside of music, what else do you like to do? We were talking about a little bit before the recording. Golf is a big part of your, your life, you were yes. saying, right? I love it. I love it. It's like the one thing that has nothing to do with music that I can just get out on the course and just have a beer and unwind. Is that your therapy, if you will? Yes. On top of my actual therapy. Yes. <laughs> you got multiple therapies going on? Yes. We yes. all need multiple therapies. Don't worry. Don't worry. What else? Do you go a lot? Like once a week or once a month? Once or? a week. If I can get out more than that, I will. Um, but weekends are better spent like outside and in the outdoors. When we're not on the road. If we're on the road, that's different. Maybe one day I'll be able to like bring my clubs with us and play around before the show yeah so i've asked here before on on this podcast how do you know you're gonna make it and that's when you know you made it if you can bring your golf clubs (laughs) out on tour with you and go golfing in the morning and play a show at a stadium at at night right yes dang i always used to say that i'll know that i've made it when the coors light truck shows up to my house and drops off like a bunch of beer i love that (laughs) which is so funny can you give me a call when that happens i'm gonna come over and help you with some of those okay all right perfect oh i love it that's awesome well we'll wrap this up like i said royal lynn i asked this question and as far as if somebody listened to this and you know you need some motivation or 
something, if you're on the fence about deciding what you want to do with life, whether it's career or anything like that, what do you say to somebody who is afraid to take that leap? Take the leap because you never know what's going to happen until you spread your wings and you jump. And sometimes, and, and I still do this all the time, but like sometimes it feels like you're still falling. Um, but you will, if you don't have a plan B, if you don't have a backup thing, I always tell people like, if you have a backup plan, you know, you can't have one and do this. This has to be 110% and never take no for an answer. There you go. That's the theme of this one, right? Never mm-hmm. take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. I like it. Royal Lynn, we could follow you. They can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, Royal Lynn Music, correct? Yes. Okay. Royal Lynn Music, go stream her. Follow her on Pinterest even. Yeah. <laughs> Pinterest, anything, TikTok, whatever social media you're on, go follow her. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Of course. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.